And the train keeps rolling on here on Cincinnati Children's High School Football tonight. Two coaches down. Got another coach up that, uh, look, I've known this guy since I was like a, chi- like a, a, a child. A child uh, in the go. streets of Erlanger and Ellesmere. None other than Beachwood Tigers head coach Noel Rash, who, who take on my and his, as an alum, and his beloved Lloyd Memorial juggernauts, Tonight in Fort Mitchell. Coach, how are you? It's good to hear from you, and uh, it's been too long. I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah, it has been, and, uh, you know, thank God I get to work with Bosco every day, so, you know, we keep it close to the family. And I can't believe they let him back in the halls. <laughs> I'm so glad they did. I'll tell you that. He's a good man. So. But, uh, you know, we're doing well. I've been under the weather, man. I've had this bad, this flu thing, and trying to stay away from the kids, so it's been a difficult week, but... Kids are ready to rock and roll, and staff's ready to rock and roll, and so here we go. Man, Noel, I got to tell you, this may be one of your best coaching jobs. I mean, you lose Cam Hergett, then the quarterback that you had replacing him gets hurt, so you're running with a freshman quarterback, and then Mitch Berger, probably, arguably the best player in Northern Kentucky, goes down. Yet you guys still found a way to get here. Talk about the grind and some of the guys that have stepped up this season for your Tigers. You know, you're uh, Greg. You're right in the sense that the players have stepped up. I don't know about my coaching job, but I do know about our. I, and I mean that. I, I know about our players and how they respond to these kind of things. That was in a very emotional night, and that was against Lloyd in the regular season when that occurred um, with Mitchell. We've we've since lost, uh, you know, uh, two other players, and um, both fairly significant. But you know, you, it's football. It, nobody needs to feel sorry for us, and nobody's going to believe me. And nor should they. It's 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 a brutal sport. Um, the guys that have stepped up, it, it's been the entire group, and it's it's like the conversation I had with our team yesterday. It doesn't matter if you're the la- if all your job is to run is yell run pass ball on Friday nights, or you're out there playing both ways and on most special. You have a job to do, and we've all got to plug in and do it. Um, I, I think the guy that stands out most for everybody is Chase Flaherty. Uh, plugging in a tailback as a sophomore, and he's done a tremendous job. Alex Courtney has done a great job for us as well. Um, Chase has uh, got the majority of the snaps because he's he's really um, his vision is pretty special, uh, and he's playing physical football on top of it. So, um, but you know what's what's really happened, Greg and, and, and Chad, more than anything, is the O line and the D line have stepped up, and especially our offensive line. Um, you know, through all of this, when you lose a guy like Mitchell. Um, you got to be better, and you got to be better up front. And in November, if you're not good up front, you're probably not going to be, you know, you're not going to make it too far. And so the credit goes to those guys up front. Um, and I'm, I'm proud as heck of them. And, you know, I can go across the board with them, but it starts with our left tackle and Xavier Campbell, uh, our, our, our left guard and uh, Nick Alexander, um, our center and Connor Holjack, uh, our uh, – Jack Myers playing right guard, and, and Austin Waddell is, is anchored that right tackle position, and those guys have been very special. Coach, when you have a situation where you not only lose a Mitchell Berger, but you do lose a couple other important guys on your team, is there a, is there a look in the mirror like, all right, going to have to have to strap on the coaching hat a little extra tight uh, this week, or is it a, a matter of saying, you know what, we've got these kids ready. Like, we, we've got kids – in the pipeline that are ready to step up, that are ready to be next. Um, how does how does that go? And I, I know at Beachwood, it's it, it's kind of just keep it moving. We take a lot, 
You know, Chad, that's a great question because, you know, in a one-platoon system where you get guys playing both ways and you get into the regular season, there's not a lot of reps that get to go around right. to, the, to your to your second and threes and fours and guys that are down. But we do such a good job, and I, I make sure that we don't get out of our individual time uh, on both offense and defensive days So, because that's when you're going to get your reps because when you get the group and team in practice, you know, you're, you, you just can't get past – working your ones and your one A's because there's just not enough time. You'd have to keep them here, you know, and uh, long story short, uh, uh, I think our staff has done a great job of Indy. I, I looked at my, my, uh, my, my uh, practice schedules from when we played Lloyd in week eight. And uh, I, I put in there, uh, I added 10 minutes to Indy and said, get those guys ready. And so, you know, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we made that move, and I said I did it, but we really did it. It's a decision our staff makes together. But uh, long story short, you got to get it done in Indy, and then it, you know, hopefully that transfers to the field when they have to plug in on Friday nights because they're not getting a lot of time in group and team. But, you know, it, it comes back to players and mindset, you know, and, and being confident in what you got to do and what we're going to do um, and making sure you – the biggest thing is making sure you don't reinvent the wheel in week 14. I wanted to ask you, Coach, a little bit about the new format in the playoffs, the uh, the, the rebracketing situation. Here you are playing Lloyd in round four. Uh, very rarely do you play a Northern Kentucky school past week three of the playoffs. But uh, talk a little bit about the rebracketing. What's what's your thoughts on it, and 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 how it's it's gone so far this year? You know, Greg, I've been this is thirty two years, and it's just it, it's constantly. I don't know how Julian Tacky keeps a keeps a you know, the commissioner keeps a track of it all because with the rpi and everything else it, um i don't worry about it greg i really don't I, I i am i'm not smart enough to look ahead and do a lot of things i've got staff members that try to figure out rpi and the rebracketing and all that all i do is say who we, if you t- just tell me on hopefully i can find out on friday night but by saturday morning <laughs> tell me who we got and then we put all our energy into that and did we think we would see lloyd again yes we did and I think that's a great thing because I think, you know, I think the two best teams on this side are playing, uh, as far as I know. Do I really know that? No, I haven't watched tape on everybody. I love these prognosticators that, you know, they, they watch four games and they got everybody figured. I don't have anybody figured out. From what I've seen, from who we've played and what I've seen on tape, I believe the two best teams on this side are playing. And so they've done something right if that's happening. And whether they're from, you know, from five minutes down the road from each other they're, or they're – Beachwood, Mayfield, whatever, how many miles that is, it's a freaking eon away. Uh, you know, as long as as long as the best teams are getting there and not getting eliminated early, um, then that's that's an awesome system, you know. And and it, it it's never going to work out perfectly. The college system, everybody wants this thing to be perfect for everybody on every year. It's just there is no perfect system, and there never will be. Humans were flawed little creatures, and you know we're gonna we're trying to do the best. I think the state's trying to do the best thing they can by, you know, cross bracketing and whatever you want to call it, and all the RPI stuff. And it, it, the attempt to try to make things better is what really matters. Is the effort to do it? It's just like tonight. We, we put our effort in this week. If we don't make it, I'm proud as heck of our guys. If we do, then awesome. But it's all about the process and putting your going to work every day and trying to do what's best. And if you do that, there isn't a whole lot of regrets you should have. Coach, you've been doing this, a long, as you mentioned, quite a while now. 
where does that where does that drive still come from? Is it at the end of a season you st- you start to look at the next season and you go, all right, and here we go. Now I got to figure the got to figure out how to replace Herget and got to got to you know where does that drive still come from? Uh, I, I I was very blessed, Chad. I was uh, you know when when I was young, one of the Erlanger boys. I was I was probably more of a baseball basketball guy and. You know, at the end of my junior year in high school, I just I fell in love with the sport, and I've never not loved it. Um, it's hard for me. I get emotional about it because I'm sitting in this seat because of what the sport has done for me, not what I've done for the sport. And um, it has generated a lifestyle for me that it is who I am. I mean, you know, that's who I'm going to be. That's who I am. I I can't redefine myself at 55 years old. I'm a football person and a football coach, and um, it's it, it means the world to me. Um, maybe too much, maybe too much. And uh, and uh, if if I go to my grave with that, uh, you know, we all have regrets. If that's my biggest regret, I'll, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. But it's the passion for the game, and then being around young men that I get to be around at this school. Wow. I mean, you know, my last two stops have been, you know, across the river at Big Mo and, and here. And the quality of kid that you kind of get here, um, I, I'm, I'm extremely blessed. And, and you, you feel an obligation to, to absolutely do everything you can. Um, and so it's, it's that and the passion for the sport. And you just got to make sure that the passion for the kids is greater than the passion for the sport. Um, and I've learned how to do that in, in my my elder years, and um, I'm very lucky to get to do it here. Awesome, awesome stuff, Coach. Any stories about my uncle Todd from his childhood? You want to get out there to embarrass him? Well, he spiked <laughs> me and and not old baseball and and drew blood, and we were playing on opposite teams at the time, and you know, and he didn't care that he hurt me. <laughs> like, to be honest with you, I kind of like that about him because that's that you know. Everybody wants sport to be this wonderful thing. Sports are brutal, and that's what the, you know. There's an aspect to them that are rough. But Todd's a listen, a great friend, great family, uh, and I'm again. I hate to reiterate the same words, but fortunate to to pass through people, have people like that pass through my life. All right, Coach, we appreciate it, and uh, good luck tonight. What? <laughs> you tell him good luck tonight, Greg. Good luck tonight, Coach, and uh, you know. Oh, uh, Chad, come on. <laughs> uh, good luck tonight, Noel. Good uh, luck. Best of luck, and hopefully Thanks, we'll be God. talking to you in, in next week, and uh, uh, as you would love wear it. another one of those rings. So. I would, I would love it. Thanks, guys, and thanks for all you do for high school sports and beyond. Appreciate, appreciate you. It. Appreciate you, Coach. We'll talk soon. Thanks, man. Uh-huh, take care. There you go. Noel Rash, mm-hmm. head coach, Beachwood Tigers. I, I literally have known him since I was like zero. Nine, eight, eight, Our families eight, grew up together. He grew up playing baseball with my uncle. They're the same age. He works now with my uncle on my mom's side, who is uh, uh, an administrator at Beachwood. So our he lived next door to the same uncle. Like one day I'm at my uncle's house and out walks Noel. And I was like, what are you doing here? He's like, I live here. <laughs> hey, I will tell you what. When he talks about getting spiked back in the day, those were with cleats. Oh, the, now, those, those were serious. That wasn't, oh, that wasn't plastic. Man, uh-uh. Those kids today have no idea what we played with back then. Those, those were the real <laughs> deal. You had to be careful with those just around the house. Oh, yeah. But boy, you could run in those cleats. Buddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Grind into some dirt. All right. Let's take a break. More when we come back. 
right after the Cincinnati's ESPN Fox Sports 1360. It's the Cincinnati Children's High School Football Tonight Show.